Hello and welcome to the Cosmic Eye Show. I'm your host, Jason, and this is our Sunday Tarot Talk. And today we are talking about the High Priestess and the power of your subconscious mind. The High Priestess and the power of your subconscious mind. So, of course, the Priestess is the third in our series of, of tarot cards. We're going into each of the major arcana. Uh, one lesson per week. Uh, these are, of course, uh, somewhat a more inspirational type talk uh, to get you using and getting in touch with the powers of these cards, the archetypal energies uh, that are in these cards and that are in yourself. The cards just awaken those uh, powers, which are in you, of course, uh, but they represent these uh, archetypal powers that are uh, deep within you. Uh, so we're talking about these cards each week. And as I said, we're on key number two, the high priestess, which is the third in the series. So uh, key zero is the fool. We talked about that the first week. The second week is key one, the magician. And this third week is the high priestess key two. If this is your first time uh, tuning in, you don't have to listen to them in order. Uh, it's good and I, I would recommend it, but you can certainly listen out of order. Uh, they're all standalone lectures or talks, not really lectures, talks inspirational talks on the cards. Uh, so you'll get a lot out of it, even if you haven't heard the other ones, but I would encourage you to go back and, and check the other ones out if you do enjoy this one. Uh, thank you for joining us today. We appreciate all your support. Thank you for uh, coming in each week and, and listening to the show. And thank you for supporting the, uh, the cards, the tarot cards that we're offering and so on. All of you are, have been really great. Uh, I want to say one more time about the Kickstarter campaign that we have up for our new Liber Florum deck, and then we'll jump into this. Um, <clears throat> that deck is up on Kickstarter, as I said. Uh, you can find that at CosmicEye.org, and you can click a link through there. It's on the front page uh, if you want to get that deck. This is going to be the, the last day, depending on you, well, the last one or two days, depending on when you listen to this. So today is Sunday, the, the 18th, July 18th, uh, so the last official day of sales on that Kickstarter campaign, the last day to reserve your deck uh, would be uh, Monday the 19th. It goes until late in the evening. Uh, so it's technically Tuesday, but it's like three o'clock in the morning it ends So on Tuesday. So really uh, Monday is more or less the last sales day. So if you want to get that deck, check that out. Uh, thanks again to all the people who are supporting us monthly. You can do that at anchor.fm slash cosmic eye if you'd like to do so. The High Priestess is one of the most important cards in the deck. They're all important. Uh, but understanding the powers of the subconscious mind, which is what we're mainly going to talk about today, and some of the symbolism that uh, represent the powers in your subconscious mind, uh, as shown in the High Priestess card, uh, are some of the most important lessons you're going to learn in terms of magic, in terms of manifesting, in terms of being the person you want to be, doing the things you want to do, and having the things you want to have. In other words, uh, living that life that you want to live. So this is one of the deep, uh, this is one of the deep mysterious messages in the tarot that is very important. So really pay attention to this lesson. Again, they're all important, uh, but this one in particular, if you understand the basics of this, it can really change uh, the foundation of your life. It can change the foundation. Uh, of how you see things. It's the key uh, to connecting to super consciousness, subconsciousness is. Uh, so 
we talked last week about the magician and in some ways you know we're not really going to touch on the magician too much uh, but we will a little bit all of these cards go in a series and so they they go hand in hand and the previous card and then the card after the following card they're very connected they're connected in a series from zero to to 22 and we're going as i said from the fool to uh, the world card, which is card number 22. So there's a, that's, there's, there's certain, there's a path on these cards. It's a journey, you know, and it's a journey of your consciousness. These are powers, latent powers within you, archetypal powers within you um, that are unfolding and that you're unfolding. So, you know, to understand them, you have to look at the previous card uh, to see kind of where, where you came from. So the magician card represents that focus and concentration. Um, and then that concentrated thought of the magician, that self-conscious thinking is recorded in the subconsciousness. In other words, it's taken over by the high priestess. Um, and that's, you know, we'll get into some of this symbolism. We're not really going to talk specifically about this scroll, but she does have a scroll on her lap. And that scroll represents the recording that the high priestess does of the information that's presented to her clearly by the magician. So you have to use that power of the magician to, to clarify and to focus, and then the high priestess records that information. We're going to get into more of this. I just wanted to give you a taste of what's going on. I would highly recommend for all of you guys to grab uh, this tarot card, if you can, get your uh, high priestess card. You know, if you need to pause this, go ahead and grab it now or look it up online if you're on your phone or you're on your computer or whatever, however you're listening to this. I'm using the BOTA deck, the Builders of the Aditum deck, and this deck was, um, uh, was put together uh, under the direction of Mr. Paul Foster Case, Dr. Paul Foster Case, a genius of tarot. Whom, uh, whom uh, his picture uh, is up next to me right now. And so he's kind of, uh, he's kind of my invisible co-pilot on this show all the time. I, I have to say, I've learned the bulk of what I, I know, what little I know uh, about tarot uh, from Paul Foster case. So any of the mistakes that are made are mine. Any of the genius that comes through is, is his, his and, and, and the masters of the ancient wisdom, the Kabbalists, the magicians of the past, and, and so forth. Um, so that's, uh, that's, that's my direction. So I want to highly encourage you, though, to, to grab that card, because it really does help to be able to look at something when we're talking about this, uh, talking about this material, because it does open up uh, the subconscious mind, which is what we're talking about today, and it does evoke certain thoughts and certain images and certain feelings when you do look at these cards. So as I said, grab uh, grab your card or pull it up online, B-O-T-A, High Priestess. You'll be able to find an image or get that deck. It's a great deck. All right, so let's get into this. Let's get into this. Uh, the Priestess, as, as you know, you may be looking at her. If you don't have a card in front of you, that's okay too. You may not have access. Let's describe it. She's on a, uh, she's in a, a, very, a blue background. Uh, surround, you know, there's, uh, there's two pillars, a black and white pillar. One has uh, the letter uh, B, Bet. Uh, that's called Boaz, and then Yachin. Yachin is on her, her right-hand side. That's the white pillar, and that is a black yod, a letter yod, Hebrew letter. Uh, it looks like there's some uh, some water pouring down through the folds of her, her skirt uh, that she's wearing. She's got an over robe of blue and then an under robe of white, 
she has a, a veil on her head. Her face is uncovered in this version, but behind her, there's a veil uh, between those two pillars and, it, and it's printed with a, a pomegranate and palm print um, in red and green. So the palms are green, the pomegranate's red, of course. And then there's a black and gray sort of leafy pattern on the back of that. She's standing on a yellow floor that's representing the previous card, the magician whose color is mainly yellow. Uh, so it's a very watery blue card. She holds that Torah, T-O-R-A uh, lettered scroll uh, that stands for Torah, which is law in the Hebrew, you know, the Hebrew um, scriptures. Uh, but it doesn't show the H, so it, it refers to Torah in a sense, but it also refers to rotah, which means wheel, another uh, way of looking at Torah as a wheel. So there's different ways that you can, you can look at these cards. As I talked about before, there's a journey uh, emphasized in, this, in, this, in these 22 major arcana, and that's where that wheel idea comes from. You start at the fool, you go through all these different things. Uh, and these different conscious states and different experiences and end up back at the fool, but as a wise fool. Uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll talk more about that as the, as the, as the series progresses. Okay, so that gets, there's a two also on this. It's labeled high priestess, and then there's a the letter Gimel. Gimel is the, uh, uh, the third letter in the Hebrew alphabet. We'll talk a little bit more about the symbolism of that as well. So it's not necessary to know anything about Hebrew or to know what these you know, these symbols are, we're going to go into it. Oh, and finally, she's wearing a headdress, um, call it a crown. And it looks like a, it looks like a moon it has a circular full moon sort of portion of it. And then two little horns sticking out the side representing the crescent moons, uh, the waxing and waning moons. And again, we're going to get into that. All right, so let us jump right into the, uh, the main symbol. So overall, as I said, the main symbol, the main message, you know, that we need to get just to kind of get a basic level understanding of the high priestess is that she refers to the subconscious power of our mind. What do we mean by subconscious? I mean, most of us have heard this concept if we're into new thought or affirmations, but let's just talk a little bit about it. So sub, you know, means under, it means below, it means subordinate to, under. Uh, the surface of something unknown, something, you know, those it carries those kinds of ideas. Uh, so the subconscious mind is is under the control of the conscious mind. In other words, it's amenable to control by the conscious mind. Now, the conscious mind, as we said before, is represented by the magician, whereas the subconscious mind is represented by the high priestess. So, what you do. As the magician, in other words, what your, your intentions are, what your focus is, what your thoughts are, what your actions are, what your speech is on a daily basis makes these deep impressions, plants these seeds into subconsciousness, plants these seeds into the high priestess energy, and then begins to duplicate and manifest those things in our lives. So the subconsciousness is, is the uh, is the recording principle, it's the receiving principle, it's the feminine principle. Whereas the conscious mind is like is like the the sun or the the male principle or the masculine principle, it's, it has this initiative, this focus, and so on. And again, this has nothing to do with gender per se. This goes beyond gender into archetypal uh, gender, archetypal gender, which is is a, is a spiritual understanding of these energies. So again, the key to 
the high priestess is this understanding of subconsciousness, which is what the subject of the show is today, how to use the power of the subconscious and how to how to understand the symbols on this card and how they're going to activate certain parts of yourself. Uh, so that again, so the real key here is transformation. We're using uh, tarot as a tool for transformation so that we can be what we want to be, do what we want to do and have what we want to have, right? Uh, and that, those and those things, I don't say those just in, in the sense of material uh, desires, but spiritual desires, family desires, you know, um, joy, happiness, uh, spiritual fulfillment, unity with the, you know, the I am source, unity with that cosmic consciousness. All of those are goals that we'll have, desires that we'll have. So we need to use our desires and, and focus them in a positive direction. So the, the outline of this, we're, we're going to go into the number two. We're going to look at the number two and some of the meanings of that, the Hebrew letter Gimel. Uh, and then we're going to, uh, and then we're going to look at the moon. And that's really going to help us to understand some of these powers of the subconscious uh, that the high priestess represents. So let's talk about the number two. Some of the meanings of the number two are duplication, repetition. These are symbolic meanings, mind you. Um, but they make sense logically as well. I mean, these are something that, that, that these ideas are arrived at intuitively and they're arrived at, you know, psychically um, by the masters of wisdom. But they also make sense to the logical mind. So number two, wisdom and science. Uh, the number two represents that. Opposition, polarity, antithesis, succession, sequence, continuation, diffusion, separation secondariness, subordination, like I talked about, subordination, subconscious, dependence. And then, of course, the most uh, important one for our, for our talk today is this idea of subconsciousness, subconsciousness, the, the consciousness below the surface of our thinking thought. You know, we think of conscious thought as kind of the ego, the thoughts that pop into our head, the, the desires and will and appetites that we have and our ideas about who we are and so on, you know, the things we know about and know what's going on. That's the conscious mind. The subconscious, again, is this hidden part of the mind. It's below the threshold of consciousness, our normal day-to-day -day consciousness. We can get in there through uh, meditative experiences, through psychedelic experiences, through trance experiences, through hypnosis, um, you know, through ecstatic experiences, through, you know, fasting, so on, vision quests, uh, that, th those are, those are experiences of the subconscious and that subconscious within us, there's a personal subconscious, and then there's a collective subconscious. And today we're focusing on the personal subconscious. That's that, the, the, our subconscious mind, our unconscious mind, uh, versus the collective, which is this sort of group or, uh, you know, kind of objective uh, unconsciousness, which uh, C.G. Jung uh, spoke of, and which is talked about too in the, in the BOTA curriculum by uh, Paul Foster Case. So this duplication is, a, is another important idea of the number two, and that's copying. It means copying. So it signifies the duplication of the conscious thoughts you think by the subconscious mind. These are taken up and those are, uh, and then they're recorded, like I said, on that scroll that the high priestess holds, the scroll. So that's that memory, the idea of memory. So subconsciousness and memory 
uh, are highly are correlated uh, completely. Uh, so what happens then, those ideas are taken up, that are recorded, they're taken up by a mysterious uh, power within the subconsciousness and they're acted upon. And some sort of mental, you know, equivalent is created and then there's this, you know, we've, and then as time goes on, either instantaneously or, or as time goes on, we begin to experience the production of subconsciousness in outward manifestation. In other words, in our conscious mind, in our daily experience, in our emotions, in our beliefs, in our material existence. So we, we, this is what it means when we say thoughts are things. You know, things we think about then are translated through this mysterious process of the subconscious and superconscious minds, which we're not going to talk about today. We'll talk about that next week, actually. Uh, but this process then materializes those experiences on the screen of our existence, let's say. So the subconsciousness in some ways is like a mirror, reflects back to us what we give it. So, you know, continue to think thoughts of health, love, and abundance, and these are going to be reflected in your experience in your day-to-day -day life. Uh, but if you think thoughts of ill health, you think thoughts of lack, and you think thoughts of disharmony and so on, those are going to be the experiences that you have. It's like planting seeds in a garden. It doesn't matter what you plant in the garden. Whatever you plant in the garden is coming up. You plant carrots, you're going to get carrots. You plant weeds, you're going to get weeds. You plant melons, you're going to get melons. So, you know, be careful what you plant in that garden of subconsciousness that this high priestess represents. Geometrically, geometrically, and the idea of Pythagorean geometry and this sort of uh, symbolic geometry, the number two is a line. A line is an extension of a point. I want you just to imagine a point in space, a white point in a dark space, and just watch that line spread out uh, going both ways from that from that point, and then you get a line. And this is related to the subconscious power, where the really the consequences of your subconscious thought are developed. And consequences is an interesting word because sometimes that sounds kind of sinister. But it, it you know you have to remember that the consequences of your conscious thought are the experiences of your day-to-day -day life. So whatever you continually feed into that mind, more makes more, more makes more. So keep, keep, that, keep that focused and stay, stay your thoughts on peace and harmony and positivity and abundance and love, and you will develop more of that, more makes more. So I wanna do another little experiment. I want you to imagine that point uh, that you just, thought of before it turned into a line and then put a circle around it. So there's a circle, there's a point with a circle around it. And so the center of this circle is a dot or a point. Now a line begins to extend out into, into a diameter and extends out to the circumference of the circle. So now you've got uh, in, in, in opposite direction. So it cuts that circle in half. So just imagine that. Now, each half of the circle is an exact, an exact duplicate of the other. So that idea of the, that duplicate, that, that having of how they, how, I'm not sure how to say that actually, the hat, making that circle go in half, geez, sorry about that, uh, helps us to imagine the power of duplication of, in, in memory. Uh, the power of, of image uh, gives us that idea that feeling where we can begin to see this power of duplication at work in our own imagination. That's all I wanted to, you to get that idea of imagining that and seeing that. 
So that duplication, man, the idea of the duplication of that circle where it's these two perfect halves is like memory. It's like memory. And that, again, is that's one of the main functions of subconsciousness is memory. It's recording our experiences. So you have to be very careful what you focus on and what you record and how you frame those ideas uh, and those experiences that you have in day-to-day -day life. Uh, so for example, something you know negative happens to you during the day, you get cut off by a driver uh, on your way to work. Um, you know, that in a lot of ways, how you frame that is going to be how you know the next hours of your day go. You know, so if you get really mad and you're all steamed up and you're flipping the person off and you're screaming at them and you know you try to cut them off and you spend all this time trying to get back at the person that cuts you off, you know, it is going to affect your day. If you just let it go and say, you know what, go with God, peace, you know, and kind of just let it let it go on its way, um, and you don't let it disturb your your sense of peace and your your harmony, you know, you're going to continue to to have that those kinds of vibes during your day. You're going to continue to have those kind of feelings and thoughts during your day. Uh, you know, if your peace of mind is interrupted and you do lash out or something, it's you know, it's it happens. We're human. I just reel it back in and, and, you know, and just make, and make sure you just, you know, try to, uh, try to have positive thoughts and, you know, say a silent prayer for that person and yourself and, you know, forgive them and forgive yourself for getting upset and, and move on, you know, and that's the power of subconsciousness as well. Uh, there is a, you know, it's, it has the infinite power of change, you know, subconsciousness is like water. And again, we're going to talk about more of those symbols, but uh, it is changeable. It's not as if you're going to put a thought in there and then, you know, that's it, You're, it's too late, you know, I had a bad thought, and so for the rest of my life, I'm never going to be able to be positive again, it's not like that, it's plastic, it's moldable, you know, it, it's, it's like a, it's like a clear substance that you put food coloring into, except, you know, you can take the food coloring away and put a new food, food coloring in when you want to, that's the magic of the subconsciousness, all right, so guide that attention, control your conscious thoughts, because your subconscious uh, mind is always reflecting back to you, duplicating what you focus on, duplicating the number two. Let's move on to the moon. So as I said, she's wearing a crown that has moon symbolism to it, a full moon with two kind of uh, waxing and waning moons to either side of it, the waxing and waning moons, crescent moons, uh, representing that change, that flux and reflux, that, um, that cycle that the moon goes through. Uh, you know, a moon, of course, is reflected light, reflects the light of the sun. It doesn't have any light of its own. Uh, so again, this is where this is where the previous cards come into play. So the the sun, there's a white sun in the Fool card that represents the limitless light. It represents the spiritual sun, uh, in essence. And then the magician carries that light forward into self consciousness. So the Fool is super consciousness. The magician is self consciousness, and he's directing and implementing, uh, like I said, those thought seeds and putting them into subconsciousness, which is the reflection of what that magician is, is directing or intending. Uh, so that's that moon, that reflective moon, uh, reflecting the sunlight of the sun will remind us of that, that, you know, that the intention and the, and the conscious thoughts are what control the subconscious mind, in essence. Um, and, and really do feed into it what we're going to experience in our day-to-day -day life. So the moon's dependent on the light of the sun, as I said. 
Uh, I want to read you a little quote here really quick. The moon is the symbol of knowledge acquired through reflection. That is theoretical, conceptual, and rational knowledge. The moon is yin relative to uh, the sun's yang. The moon is water relative to the sun's fire, cold relative to heat. Uh, so this came from actually this uh, symbol of dictionaries, Penguin Symbol of Dictionaries, a great resource, by the way, if you're uh, interested in symbolism. Also, the moon's a, a well, and it's, it's like a, a well where you get water, symbol of fertility. Uh, it's identified with the primeval waters uh, from which life comes, from which manifestation comes, like in the, you know, in the beginning, the idea of uh, the waters. Uh, so the moon's always changing. It represents increase and decrease, which is uh, one of the meanings of this card when you do a reading, increase and decrease, flux and reflux. Uh, and then depending on the cards around it, this one can be uh, good or bad. So it's, it's, again, the moon is really pretty. It's a, it's a neutral sort of idea because it's reflecting the light of the sun. In other words, it's saying the subconscious is going to give back to you whatever you put into it. It reflects. Um, but, you know, since and the moon is, you know, such a beautiful symbolism I mean, the ancient wisdom, the Kabbalists, the, uh, all of the ancient peoples uh, who contributed to this rich uh, stream of, of ancient knowledge that ends up winding up in these modern tarot cards, you know, were geniuses at observation and, and at um, really synthesizing down really complicated ideas into these uh, these archetypal symbols. And, and it's not that they invented them, they recognize them. We don't invent archetypal symbols, we recognize them and we share them. Uh, that's the difference between a sign and a symbol. A sign is like a corporate logo or a stop sign. It's something that has one meaning. A symbol is multi-meaning multi, uh, uh, oriented. It, it, it's endless in its meanings. And so symbols are mysterious. They're mysterious. So, you know, if I talk about one thing and you're like, well, I thought of uh, this as, you know, this meaning this, you're right too. We're all right. The symbols carry, you know, certain ideas that are somewhat accepted in, you know, in, in certain circles or whatever, but they're, they're not, they can't be limited uh, by that. No one can tell you this is the right meaning of this, or this is the right meaning of that, but there are some accepted and some tried and true uh, sort of shorthands to understanding some of these symbols that have, that, are, that have come down to us for thousands of years and they work, you know, they're proven. They work uh, with our psychology, with our, uh, with our subconscious mind. And so, so these, this is why we, we talk about these things and we study these things. So this, again, this reflection idea of the moon is really how your subconsciousness works. You know, the thoughts you think, the emotions you feel, the actions you take, these all influence the subconscious mind, and then they're all reflected back. Again, it's like, it's like planting seeds. Um, you know, more makes more. So you plant some wheat in a field, and, you know, a certain number of thousands, let's say thousands of wheat plants come up, and then when they drop their thousands of, uh, their thousands of wheat seeds around them, then tens of thousands of wheat plants come up. You know, this is the idea and the power of the subconscious mind. And you're gonna see that in the next card as represented by, uh, by the Empress. Uh, so think abundance, think harmony, think health, think connection to the I am spirit, the source where you come from. 
uh, and get more of these things, these ideas manifesting in your life. So stay, stay with that. Use that moon, uh, that moon idea to remember the reflecting power of the subconscious mind. All right. I forgot this quote. Uh, I forgot uh, about this one, but Jesus said uh, in the New Testament, I think it was in Matthew, for to everyone who has will more be given and he will have abundance, but from him who has not, even what he has will be taken away. For to everyone who has will more be given and he will have abundance, but from him who has not, even what he has will be taken away. And you think, well, on the surface, that sounds really mean or something it's like well him who has not will be taken away it's like the poor have very little and what they have will be taken away you're thinking this in your mind but really this is a spiritual lesson to hit to everyone who has more has more uh, faith who has more positive thoughts who has more thoughts of abundance more makes more as i said more will be given so and it, you don't have to have those things in your life to make more of them and some people think that the, the material like it's the material thing that uh, makes more and it does like obviously if you're if you're wealthy it's much easier to make money off the money you already have for example that's the material equivalent but it it's not that's not where it starts it starts in the mind it starts in the mind so even if you're broke as long as you're not broke in your mind and you can recognize and be grateful for the abundance around you and you can start thinking for and praying for and you know, affirming for and doing magical work on your, uh, your abundance and your, you know, unfolding prosperity in your life, you can make this happen. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter what your gender is or, you know, what you identify as or what anything. None of these things matter. How old you, I think I already said that one, your education level, any of this stuff is inconsequential. We're all part of the unified mind, the universal mind. We all share in that same source. It doesn't matter what the physical body is or looks like. We all share the same universal source. And our conscious thinking, our subconscious mind is in the end connected to that super consciousness of which we are all a part. Uh, so keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. Again, the moon, think about the moon reflecting the light of the sun. The sun shines on everyone and it gives light to the moon, gives light to the moon. Gimel, Gimel, the third letter of the Hebrew alphabet is in the bottom right-hand corner uh, next to where it says the high priestess. Uh, so you'll, you'll see that on there. Uh, by the way, we're going to get into so so if you see symbolism on this card as you're looking at it, or you're or you're you know you're just imagining in your mind, and I'm not talking about everything on this card. We can't cover everything on this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to go through all 22 cards, and we're going to actually start over again, and we're going to go deeper into the cards in the next series. So this one we're starting out at kind of a you know a sort of um, big the big symbols. We're hitting the big symbols, and then you know throughout the next series of these talks. Uh, we'll, we'll go into more detail as uh, to the other symbols on the card. Gimel, another important symbol on the High Priestess card. So it's that Hebrew letter, Gimel. Um, so in, in the occult wisdom, Kabbalist, hermetic Kabbalistic uh, tradition, uh, one, of the many, one of the reasons Gimel follows Bet in the alphabet, so it goes Aleph, Bet, Gimel in the, in the Aleph, Bet. That's the Hebrew alphabet. And our, our letters A, B, and C 
uh, and, and the Greek letters alpha, beta, and gamma, and many other alphabets are, are based in this, uh, this, this structure. Uh, so it's the third letter. Uh, so an ancient form of the letter Gimel was a bow, like a, like a bow and arrow, a bow. Uh, last week we talked about bet and how bet, uh, of course, is connected to the magician. And it means, um, and then we saw that a, an ancient form of, of the letter bet was an arrowhead, uh, which, which in Greek was known as a kentron, a kentron. Uh, and this uh, is a sort of a, a piercing implement. And in, so in the development of weapons, as far as the history of man goes, the bow followed the arrow actually. They were not invented at the same time. So that's the reason why the schema was after bait. Uh, so originally arrows were thrown like little darts and then the bow came later. Uh, so what does a bow do? What does a bow do? Think about it. It propels an arrow to its target. The, you know, an arrow has no power of its own. That arrow, that, that the bait, that, um, that conscious thought, that magician energy, um, you know, picks up speed with this bow of Gimel that's associated with the high priestess. Um, so it extends the range of that arrow. So that subconscious, the priestess represented by, uh, and, and the letter Gimel, all uh, carry, they, they represent the idea of carrying ideas and thoughts to successful outcome. Um, so your conscious intentions and your decisions are the arrows and the subconscious is the bow that propels them to, to hit that mark, to hit that, that target in the middle. Uh, so think about that. I mean, you've gotta, we've gotta really bring a, a level of kind of imagination and feeling to this work uh, when, we're, when we're trying to make our goals come true. So, so all this imagery and the cards in particular help us to develop that feeling state, that emotional quality, that desire, that clarity, and so on. They develop our imagination. That's one great use of these cards, developing our imagination and our power to image that's gonna help us to live the way we wanna live. So as a symbol, uh, the bow really does uh, represent the divine feminine uh, and subconsciousness in the esoteric uh, wisdom um, is known as a protective maternal it's a reproductive aspect of consciousness, which is always represented in that occult symbolism uh, hidden behind feminine symbols. So some of those include the Ark, like the Ark of the Covenant, the Crescent Moon, uh, the Cup, the Grail, a uh, ship, the Sistrum of Isis, if you're familiar with that symbol, almonds uh, or diamond shapes, and you know, hundreds and hundreds of others, thousands and thousands of others actually of feminine uh, symbolic imagery represent this. So other ideas connected to Gimel and Kabbalistic symbolism, transportation, uh, because another uh, meaning of Gimel is camel, camel. Um, so as I said before, all of these Hebrew letters uh, carry a sort of hieroglyphic meaning to them as well. You may or may not be familiar with this, but it's, a, it's an important thing that we need to understand. Uh, so in the same way as the Egyptian hieroglyphics were sort of picture letters, these, these letters started out in, in, in early Hebrew, Paleo-Hebrew, and even uh, previous forms uh, as, as picture symbols. So camel was one of the representations. So camel, you know, makes journeys uh, from place to place, it it follows caravan routes and trade routes. 
So Gmail itself then is associated with commerce and change and reciprocity and correspondence. And these words also uh, describe subconsciousness because there's this idea of this traveling from the conscious mind down into this unconscious or subconscious mind and then uh, and then having some mysterious uh, process take place that that uh, begins to help us to materialize those uh, those intentions and desires. So this this traveling is, is suggested. Uh, also in Kabbalah, uh, Gimel corresponds to uh, to the moon, to the moon, which we spoke about a little bit. The moon is uh, also known as a, a ship as a ship of the skies. And a camel is known as the ship of the desert. So there's a connection between those two symbols, connection. One of the deeper aspects of this, and we're not going to really be able to get into that too much, uh, this too much today, but I just want to touch on it so you can, so you can think about the moon center in the human brain, uh, the chakra that this represents, uh, is, 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 is the pituitary body. Um, and occultists, uh, and even... Um, other spiritual individuals in, on different paths in the East as well believe that the pituitary body acts as a sort of a, a transmitting station uh, through which you sort of mental states of self-consciousness are then relayed down to the, to the rest of the body, to the nervous system, down into the physical body below the brain. So again, we see this idea of traveling, this idea of traveling, this time energy traveling down from the brain, from the pituitary body, to, from that center in the brain, down into the body. So it's another idea of just this transmitting of, 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 of energy, of thought, of, of will. And that's why, again, this, this idea is connected to, you know, what you think about is what is going to manifest even in the body. So this is where you need to keep your mind focused on health, on joy, on peace, on forgiveness, on love, and you'll manifest those states in the body transmitted through this moon center idea, you know, and then physiologically, you know, this, this, this may or may not correspond to what you know in, in scientific thinking, but that's not the important thing here. We're looking at this symbolically. We're looking at this esoterically, mythologically. So open up your mind to think about things that way, and it'll help you, uh, it'll help you in your life. All right, so we talk about how Gimel is associated with the bow. Uh, another connection to the bow is, is uh, the goddess uh, Diana, or she's known as Artemis in Greece, Diana in uh, Rome. Diana is a huntress. Hunting is, of course, it's a, it's a pursuit. You're pursuing an animal, you're following, you're chasing after it, hunting. And while we sleep, the subconscious mind goes over all our, our experiences of the day. It's hunting through them. It's sort of... Um, going over them, ruminating on those ideas. And then it connects to that camel. Imagine a camel chewing its cud like a, like a cow chews its cud. It does the same thing. They have the same sort of digestive system. But that's what that subconscious mind is doing. It's chewing on the intentions, on the facts, on the ideas, on the thoughts, on the experiences of the day during sleep. And then it's putting this in this mysterious mental process, which, you know, science is not even sure how it occurs or what goes on, and we're still, you know, fumbling around with those ideas. But, you know, the esoteric wisdom has, has guidelines and ideas that can help us. But it's, so it's going through this mysterious process during sleep, and it's, and it's really sorting things out and figuring out how to materialize these ideas that we hold very strongly into experience, into the body, into the 
daily experience into our what we're going to attract and so on. Uh, so again, be, be careful with what you're feeding the mind. Keep feeding it good things and it'll, you'll have those good experiences in your life. A final keyword, a final keyword that's connected with Gmail also uh, is this idea of association. Association. Uh, this is not just the ordinary association we think about. Um, like I associate this idea with that thing or I associate, you know, popsicles with happiness or something like that. These are ideas in the personal mind, but this is the idea of association, a wider sort of an association. Uh, one that connects us to all points in space. In other words, cosmic consciousness. So the idea of connection to everything reminds us of this idea of uniting intelligence, the uniting intelligence. And that's a, an idea that's associated with Gimel in the Kabbalistic tradition, uh, which is, of course, connected to the high priestess, uniting intelligence. So unite, something that unites, it unites conscious thought with our daily experiences. There's a uniting of our you know self-consciousness to super-consciousness there's these you know these all these ideas of uniting uh, that the priestess is connected to uh, this subconscious connection to the all this uniting intelligence then also this idea of cosmic consciousness is the basis for the idea of clairvoyance or telepathy of these kinds of powers within us so you know work on the high priestess uh, I forgot to, to speak at the beginning about uh, working with these cards on a daily basis. So do take a time each day, about five minutes each day, to just look at the card uh, that we've talked about during the week. So this week we're talking about the high priestess. So, you know, so from, you know, Monday to Saturday, work on just taking time during the day, five minutes, uh, to just look at this high priesthood, it's going to help to open up these powers of the subconscious within you to understand them. And even if you don't remember uh, all or even any of these symbolic associations, your subconscious does. So just the act of looking at these symbols on this card helps you to connect to the powers that are represented by this card, if that makes sense. Uh, the, the, these cards speak in a language that your subconscious mind, subconsciousness, understands so work with them work you know it's the same language that dreams speak in it's this ethereal mystical mythological language that doesn't have logic to it for the most part and just works with associations and symbol and feeling and emotion and so on and so you know this is what these cards tap into so work with them on a daily basis take that time you will really notice a difference in your life if you do so uh, so, and again, the idea of this united, uh, excuse me, uni uniting intelligence that the priestess is connected to, working with that card will help you to connect to, to cosmic consciousness. You connect to super consciousness, you connect to the, the wisdom beyond the, the source through your own personal unconscious. So she represents that and working with her will help you to do that. Also, another great thing you can do with these cards is, um, you know, work with these figures in what's known as active imagination. You can speak to the high priestess, you know, while you're doing your five minute uh, meditation, you know, ask her questions. 
uh, imagine her sitting in front of you and have a have a dialogue with her and these cards will really begin to open up when you use the imaginative uh, imaginative faculty uh, in that way in that way so work with the high priestess to help you recognize the unity with all life so of course you're part of this universal substance you know we feel like we're these separate beings but there's no real separation you know look at your conditions in your day-to-day -day life and in terms of your habitual patterns like start to observe that stop yourself when you're just going through the motions of things and 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 ask yourself why am i doing this and the answer is subconsciousness has taken it over and it's habitually acted upon and you're not thinking about it anymore. So if you don't like, you know, the habit that you're doing, for example, you're smoking too much or, you know, you're drinking too much or, you know, you're, you're, you're not getting the exercise you want or you're, you're you know, you're, you're not saving money and you really want to save money. Those are habits. Those are habits. And of course, they have other psychological issues connected to them. But the basis of them starts in subconsciousness. So if you can control your thinking and control how, what, you're, what you're telling yourself and then you know, start to slowly control um, you know, how you approach these different things, you can change what subconsciousness um, has as a habitual pattern. And then you, you know, you'll be on automatic pilot for the opposite of whatever it was. So if you were you know, not eating well, and then you, you know, you start telling yourself, you know, I'm eating well, I'm healthy, I'm, I'm, I'm getting the exercise I need, I'm, you know, and you start, you begin to change. And after a while, you, you, it's just taken for granted that you eat healthy. You know, it's one of those things that, you, that subconsciousness will take over and make habitual for you. So use that power of the subconscious mind to put good habitual patterns into your life. She, you know, this working with the powers of the priestess and working with this card and working with the subconscious uh, will help you transmute negative habits into positive ones and truly transform your life. So you're going to be able to use this power of subconscious uh, to, to change the things that you want to in your life, to be what you want to be, to have what you want to have, and to do what you want to do. So work with this card for five minutes a day and you know, and let her work on you, you know, do the work and um, you will see great changes in your life. All right, so that is the high priestess. We talked a little bit about uh, the number two, the idea of duplication and guarding your thoughts. So keep your mind focused on positive things. Uh, we talked about the moon and the idea of reflection and the light sun and, the, and super consciousness and our own consciousness being a reflection of that divine consciousness. Of course, that moon dependent on the light of the sun uh, and representing the subconscious mind, which is amenable. It is uh, under the direction of that conscious mind. So use your conscious mind wisely. And then we talked about Gimel. We talked about the camel. We talked about the bow movement and energy centers and so on. We talked about the moon energy center. So keep these ideas in mind uh, as, you, as you work with this priestess card. So thank you again. Uh, for joining us this week. And again, uh, get your Liber Florum tarot deck. Uh, it's available on Kickstarter at cosmiceye.org. There's only one day left uh, or two days left, depending on when you listen to this. So, so check it out just to make sure. I don't want you to miss out on that. It's a fantastic deck. It's a, a floral theme deck that's based on the original Rider Waite deck. Uh, the flowers that we used on there are the uh, magical correspondence 
uh, correspondences that relate to the uh, uh, the, the Sephirot, the Kabbalistic um, correspondences from the uh, Order of the Golden Dawn, the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn, for the most part. There were a few changes, but it's 95, 98% that. Um, so it's a great deck. Check it out. Uh, if you can, please support us. We're at anchor.fm slash cosmic eye. And as I said, if you want more information about the tarot decks or anything I'm doing here or, you know, whatever we're doing at uh, Cosmic Eye Tarot, you can follow us at, at Cosmic Eye Tarot on Instagram or check us out at cosmiceye.org and all the information is there. Thank you again for joining us. Uh, next week, we will be speaking on the Empress, another really important card. Well, they're all very important, but you know these these first four or five, I definitely will set us up uh, to really understand, uh, really understand tarot and really work with our minds in the most effective way. So tune in for that. Have a great week this week. Be safe out there. Blessings and light to everyone. Uh, have a great week. Goodbye and God bless.